Let us open our Bibles to Zechariah chapter 7, the penultimate book of the Bible. Zechariah, next to last book of the Bible, Zechariah chapter 7. Where we reach today in 1 Peter chapter 1 is applying the grace of God in the work of salvation that He has already done and the grace of God in the promises of future blessing into our holy living. And we want to keep that in mind. For this opening passage of Scripture, I want to say to you, and this is the lesson of these words, God sees and measures your response to everything you hear from His Word and His prophets or preachers. Zechariah chapter 7, God sees and watches and measures how you respond to the words that He sends you. He doesn't miss a beat. He doesn't miss an action. He doesn't miss a thought. It's all recorded in the infinite mind of the Most High God, and He rewards accordingly. So today we want to be sober, gird up the loins of our minds, and humble ourselves before His words. Zechariah and Haggai are two prophets at the end of your Old Testament that were sent to stir up the Jews that had come back to Jerusalem after the 70-year captivity in Babylon. In this particular chapter, they came back and they came and were wanting to know if they should still keep up the third month and the fifth month fast. And the Lord has an interesting response for them. He doesn't really care about fasts. He cares about their obedience. And he says, you're you're playing on thin ice. He doesn't use ice, of course, but you're on thin ice because you're starting to sound like the generation I sent into captivity. For the same reason that they kept the fast, but they didn't change their lives. See, in verse 3, these messengers came to pray before the Lord and to ask the priests in verse 3, Should I weep in the fifth month, separating myself, as I have done these so many years? And here's the answer. I'm going to to start the answer down in... Well, we'll start the answer at verse 4 to get you the whole context, since you haven't read this a number of times. Then came the word of the Lord of hosts unto me. Here's the answer from God. Speak unto all the people of the land and to the priests, saying, When ye fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh month, even those seventy years, did ye at all fast unto me, even to me? And when ye did eat, and when ye did drink, did not ye eat for yourselves and drink for yourselves? Should ye not hear the words which the Lord hath cried by the former prophets when Jerusalem was inhabited and in prosperity and the cities thereof round about her when men inhabited the south and the plain? And the word of the Lord came unto Zechariah, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment and show mercy and compassions every man to his brother, and oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, nor the poor, 
And let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. But they refused to hearken, and pulled away the shoulder, and stopped their ears that they should not hear. Yea, they made their hearts as an adamant stone, lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts hath sent in his spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. Therefore it is come to pass that as he cried, and they would not hear, so they cried, and I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. But I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations, whom they knew not. Thus the land was desolate after them, that no man passed through nor returned, for they laid the pleasant land desolate. Amen and amen. Amen. God sent the former prophets. Those are the prophets before the Babylonian captivity. The latter prophets were the ones after the Babylonian captivity. And the Lord here is making an appeal. Do you understand that I warned that previous generation by my former prophets on how to keep fast. If you've ever read the book of Isaiah, especially Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 58, Isaiah chapter 66, there are specific warnings about the kind of fast and the kind of worship that God wants. Just outward assemblies and ceremonies and sacrifices were a stench to him. He wanted a changed heart. And so here the Lord is, through Zechariah, reminding this new generation, the former prophets made the point that the outward observance of the ceremonial law of Moses was not the key issue. The key issue is a changed life and you practicing real righteousness and judgment in your heart and in your life. Real holiness, real godliness. And so he's warning them, look what happened to them and it's going to happen to you. Notice he did not even answer their question. Their question was, should we continue fasting in the fifth and seventh months? He said, the former prophets warned you about those fasts, that they only should reflect a changed life on the inside. May the Lord bless us this day, because Jesus warned in the New Testament, take heed how ye hear. Take heed how ye hear. Every one of us is going to be held accountable for what we have heard, and today we're going to hear not what God has done for us, like the first eight sermons and twelve verses of 1 Peter 1, but rather what we should do for Him. And let's be as eager or more eager to hear that. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank Thee for the message of the former prophets that we have written down for us. We thank Thee for the message of the latter prophets that are written down for us. And we understand by Your blessing that both prophets taught the same message. That the outward observance of assemblies, fasts, ceremonies, and sacrifices was not the real intent of your law. It was a changed life. It was a changed heart. It was practicing true godliness and righteousness. Help us to that end this day. Heavenly Father, we hear the Savior's warning that we ought to take heed how we hear. That we be not the stony ground, nor the wayside, nor the thorny ground, but a good ground hearer. That we be not just a hearer, but a doer of the word. Father in heaven, we are thankful 
that we have heard the joyful sound. We are thankful that the Word of God has been brought to us by your inspiration and providential preservation of it to our very hands. And we're thankful that you have sent men to preach it to us. Heavenly Father, we have your entire dealings that are necessary for us to profit contained in the Old and the New Testaments. Help us this day to humble ourselves before those words. We believe that the grace of God that hath appeared to all men teaches. And that grace should teach us that denying ourselves, we should live godly, sober, righteous lives in this present evil world. Father in heaven, you have been faithful. You were faithful in the former prophets, the latter prophets, John, the Lord Jesus, and the apostles. And those men they ordained, and the men that they ordained, and so forth, to us. You have been faithful. It is our faithlessness that takes us away from your precious word and causes us to neglect, causes us to reject, causes us to rebel against your word. Humble us this day. Convict us this day by the power of your Holy Spirit. Give us that craving spirit that Cornelius had, who prayed to thee always as to what he should do. And so you sent him our brother Peter. And, O Lord, we rejoice at his words when he told Peter that Peter had done well in showing up quickly in Caesarea and that he had his whole household and his friends and acquaintances together to hear whatsoever God had given Peter for him. O Lord, let us have that spirit this day. Give us, by the power of the Holy Ghost, the same desiring spirit that Cornelius had to hear the Word of God and to humble ourselves before it. O Lord, let there not be a single soul in pulpit or pew that at any word or phrase digs in their heels or lifts up their foolish mind and wicked heart against Your Word but bring all thoughts into captivity to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for being merciful to us so many times. And we pray for mercy yet once again, because we know there is an inexhaustible supply with Thee. What we pray for ourselves, Lord, we pray no less for all churches of saints throughout the world. Bless them together with their pastors that today they will hear the Word of God, the Word of God will have free course and be glorified, and they will humble themselves before it, and your people might be converted, convicted, strengthened, and established in the most holy faith. Father, we're thankful for our nation. We're thankful for our rulers. We are thankful for the prosperity that is again sweeping our shores. We thank you for it. We pray that you would preserve our peace and our prosperity, but not to the detriment of our souls, that you would preserve us spiritually first. But we are thankful for the liberties and the freedom that we have to gather like this and to worship according to your word, the King James Bible, and our consciences around it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every good thing that you bestow upon us daily. 
We thank you for the preservation of our spirits. We pray for your mercy upon our souls, upon our church, upon our families, upon our children, that you would, O oh Lord, protect us, give us wisdom, convert our children, whether here or not, restore families, restore this church, further this church as a beacon of light and hope in the world, and use us for your honor and glory. Let the mutual love and peace and unity of this body come up before thee and bless thee. We thank thee for all that thou hast taught us. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins and foolishness. Forgive us the sinfulness of our flesh. Forgive us the lusts and forgive us the past habits, even present habits that we have that do not please thee, and help us to root them out this day. We come before thee looking forward to worshiping thee today, and we do love thy word, even when it be a word to us as to what we should do better. We're looking forward to it. Prepare us, and then empower us, that we might put feet to all that we hear and do it in our lives and our families. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.